0: Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today, I have the pleasure to interview Rosie De Leche on why emotionally persuasive content can help your sales with your audience but before we start let me remind you that if you want to make six-figure presentations and become awesome at selling from the stage without compromising your integrity I have created the ultimate selling from the stage checklist which is the most comprehensive checklist to create a pitch that sells without using manipulative or sleazy techniques you can download it in the show notes just click the link below and you will receive it straight away also if you haven't joined our facebook group you want to connect with the like-minded people get the bonus material and bonus training then join our facebook group we are actually doing right now this week an incredible training on how to create a killer linkedin profile so, make sure you check it out and join the group. The training is gonna be absolutely free in the Facebook group. Now, let me, if you don't know Rosie Di let me introduce you to this incredible woman. Rosie is a persuasive content expert and coach, and she's the CEO of Saya Creative, a founder of Writing with Rosie. She works with businesses struggling with their core message and the creation of powerful content that will help them get closer to their target audience and increase sales also uh, we use often rosie as our copywriter a lot of our clients and members uh, have been coached by her or her when uh, or hire her when they want to create high converting copies for their landing pages so i can definitely definitely recommend her And uh, that's why I wanted her on the show. In fact, in this episode, we talk about the importance of emotional copywriting in marketing and sales, why having a strong core message is currently a differentiator, and how authenticity and emotional events can bring you closer to your audience. You can read the transcript and get the bonus resources here at www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 219. And again, you can connect with the Rosie using the links in the show notes. Now, it's time to get started. Remember that if you haven't subscribed yet to the show, do it right now. And now it's time to... Get going with why emotionally persuasive content can help your sales with your audience with the Rosie Di Lecce. And welcome to another episode of Explode your expert business show. And today I'm here with the one and only Rosie Di Lecce. How you doing, Rosie?
1: Hi Simone. How you doing? Doing okay? You?
0: I'm really well, thank you very much. We started this conversation in Italian uh, before where we were behind the scene uh, here and uh, we started laughing uh, probably because of accents. Uh, I'm very bad with accents, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> it was a good conversation, it, people. It was a, w-
0: w- well, if you think so, I trust you. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Let's start with the topic of the day, which is about emotional copywriting. But before we go into that, Rosie. What's your background? Uh, Why did you get into copywriting and in particular emotional copywriting?
1: It's a long way, to be be honest. Um, It started all with, I guess, just like a passion for languages and a passion for English. So I taught myself English when I was seven or eight and that was through music and I was very excited about it. And then I just started kind of nurturing this passion for languages and then that turned into passion for writing. Mm-hmm. And then I went out to university and actually I studied something that was related to this, which was linguistic mediation and cultural mediation. And it was very interesting because it gave me a different understanding of how language and communication work. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I moved actually away from Italy. I moved to the Netherlands and I started working in marketing as a content marketer. So at that point, I was developing this new skill, which was marketing, but at the same time, I would still keep on writing and I could still use this background in languages and cultures to actually create something that was unique. Mm -hmm. That, of course, put together with a talent for writing, kind of turned me into a copywriter and that was the beginning of it. It was very accidental in a way because I had no clue what I was doing. But then through my career, I actually developed into a copywriter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that was for me such a, such a great moment you know, to understand that actually I was a copywriter because I could put together my passion for writing, my skills um, you know, in languages, and at the same time, this creative note and also a little bit my natural talent mm-hmm. for selling. So I thought, wow, this is a perfect combination for me. And that's how I became a copywriter.
0: I'm just curious about one thing because uh, we are both from Italy. So we both had to learn to read, write and speak into different language, which in this case is English. And uh, I remember when I started writing copies and starting understanding marketing, oh my god it was such a pain (laughs) for me (laughs) that particular for the language barrier so how did you was it easy for you adapting to write uh, at a very high level in a different language or uh, was it difficult Uh, how did you live that
1: I guess it was easy because of my, again, like of that sort of passion for English. Well, I say passion. It was more like an obsession. So I was obsessed with England. I was obsessed with London. I was obsessed with having a British boyfriend, basically, that was in a band or something like that. (laughs) So yeah that that was me at 15 so basically I started writing very very early on and every time that I had the chance I would always find a native speaker of some sort and just ask them to actually check whatever I was Mm -hmm. writing so already when I was 14 or 15 I had this level of grammar that was not average you know for mm-hmm. Italy. So actually yeah, I had also yeah. a little bit of an issue in school because at one point I had a teacher that would punish me by giving me a lower grade because she said that I was doing things that were not according to the course. Uh, <laughs> they were just like <laughs> a higher level. Yes. So yes, yeah. that that I think just kind of prepared me for it. And then from there I just developed more and more. Um so it became very, very easy to then take that and just turn it into something professional.
0: Ah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So uh, tell us a bit more about what you are uh, what you're doing now. Uh, what are what are your projects that you're working on at the moment?
1: Okay, so I currently uh, not only do copywriting for my clients, but I also do copywriting and persuasive content coaching. So I am currently working with a few clients that want to learn how to shape their communication better, how to find their voice, how to have a strong message, and how to – they want to understand how to use basically emotional copywriting – in their business Mm -hmm. and that's probably right now one of the most exciting parts of my work because it gives me the chance to work with very different people and have great interactions with great entrepreneurs that makes me happy and also just to see somebody go from lacking the sort of skill of copywriting and then go and become this person that understands very well how to be persuasive and how to leverage their emotional intelligence to actually make sales. So so that's that's for me right now the most interesting thing. Of course I also work in copywriting with bigger uh, brands. And and that's also fun, of course. And I cannot talk a lot about the kind of clients that I work with, you know, agreements, disclaimer, and, stuff and, stuff. and NDA's, exactly.
0: and. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, they will have to see someone and kill you, probably. Exactly. So maybe that. <laughs> like a ninja coming yeah, into my
1: exactly. room right now or something. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So it's, a, it's really fascinating. Uh, um, I believe that copywriting is a skill that uh, every entrepreneur must have. Because uh, it's uh, not only related to the, to the written language, but also to the spoken language. I'm obsessed, as you know, about sales conversion. And yeah. that's why I went into copywriting. Not necessarily because I like writing, actually. As you know, Um, uh, I will happily give it away when I can. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I give it away to you when I can. But <laughs> when uh, it was so crucial for me to understand it because uh, otherwise... Uh, if I don't have that skill, I will always be relying on someone else, even to send a persuasive email or to get someone to buy from me. And so I understood the importance of these skills. So we're talking about emotional copywriting. What is emotional copywriting?
1: So emotional copywriting is a concept that I came up with a while ago when I realized that copywriting, the way that it was intended, it's always been something that had to trigger some sort of emotion in people. But At one point, because of, you know, this old surge of the new economy and the gig economy and everybody starting Mm -hmm. a business, basically copywriting was becoming something extremely salesy and extremely spammy in a way, very badly written, and emotions were completely left out. And if emotions were in a copy, then it was mostly negative. Mm. So at one point, through my experience. I started to think more about this and I thought, well, there must be another way of doing it. And the other way of doing it was, again, to tap into that emotional layer and to turn it into something positive, first of all, for the audience, but specifically to go even deeper. So I always say I think about the problem or the challenge of the audience, then the emotion that they feel that is connected to that, and then I take it one step further. What is really the emotion behind that problem? And that's what really makes it powerful because we can all say, oh, okay, my business is failing, so I am frustrated. But what is really the feeling or the emotion behind that frustration? What is the people are really fearing? Is it failure? Is it something else is it that they feel then unhappy they feel worthless what is it really so once that you got to that understanding that's when you can create copy that is actually emotionally strong and that is going to convert for you
0: so is a uh, really understanding the emotion behind the uh, the uh, the problem or the frustration because uh, I think you mentioned something here they find that there are a lot of copywriting and a lot of copies and sales pages that uh, they really trigger a lot of negative emotion and there is a lot of negativity almost like triggering a sense of guilt to yeah. get someone to buy and the the curious thing I have the curious thing I have is that because emotions are so powerful in particular negative emotions are so powerful is that uh, like, where is the right balance? Does it work? Does it still work, really, putting on a lot of negative emotions? Is it something that we should do? Is it something that we shouldn't do? What's your take on that?
1: I think it depends, of course, on also the product and the industry and all of that. But there there has to be or there can be a balance between the two. Of course, sometimes negative emotions can work, but people are starting to see through it. And that's more... problem in a way as in people are becoming more and more aware of these marketing techniques and they don't want to feel that you're fooling them they -hmm. don't want to feel bullied into buying something they don't want to have regret after doing it so you can still leverage a little bit of that negative emotion but the most important thing is that when you're writing copy you talk clearly about that dream outcome and that great feeling Mm -hmm. that they will have after that they've bought your product your service or whatever that might be so you can still touch on on that negative feeling because it's still needed sometimes to have that sort of before after yeah. effect you know but it's something that shouldn't be the main focus in a copy because that's when people are just going to see through it and they're going to feel very off about it if you have something that is very negative you just kind of leave your reader with that feeling of my god my life is gonna and and I don't know what to do and I don't have (laughs) money to buy this and oh my God, the world is ending. So that's not going to really work, is it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now I have um, a question regarding... people that uh, don't uh, like or maybe they're quite new because we have two kind of people listening to our podcast. We have uh, someone who's pretty new and we have, and they're starting out. And then we have uh, the, the expert that's been in business now for many years and now they're looking for the next level of skills. So before we are talking to the next level of skills and more the mm-hmm. details of copywriting, for the people that are a bit new to this kind of word and to copy and to say, oh my God, I don't have a really clue of where to start. I mean, <laughs> I can, can open the page, I can open my Word document on my laptop and then all I can see are like a bl- birds flying around and a <laughs> blank page and I cannot really put down any word. So someone is at that stage, what is your recommendation? Where is the starting point?
1: Hire somebody to do it for you. No.
0: <laughs>
1: if you can, that's the best. If you can, that's also okay. Actually, as you said before, I think that everybody should learn the minimum skills of copywriting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they can do is, first of all, remove that sort of fear about writing. There is nothing so great or so precious about writing. We all can write. It's just a matter of knowing what to do. And so, first of all, remove that sort of block um, because it's a mental block as well, you know, just remove that, and the second thing is really focus on exactly what I was saying, really focus on who's your audience, what kind of clients do you have, what is really their challenge, and what is that they are feeling? So try and get that sort of understanding, and then just go ahead and really start typing and go for it because I think that a lot of people eventually will. You know, if they actually give uh, writing a try, they will realize, okay, actually this is not that bad. And then it's just a matter of tweaking and understanding how to leverage that emotional uh, pull in a way or that emotional layer to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So and really try not to think in terms of I really need to make a sale through whatever I'm writing, but actually just think, okay, what can I do today that will impact or what can I write today that will impact my audience? Mm-hmm. If you think about it that way, mm-hmm. then you will naturally give them a solution to their problem. You will be much more prone to deliver value as well because yeah. that's something that has to be there, and it will just happen. You know, it's a matter of just getting started, and then you can always learn more, read more. Um, you can follow different copywriters online right now. There is always, you know, I always share a lot of value on my Facebook, so there is so much information out there. So it's always something that you can learn and get better at
0: yeah i there is a couple of words i would love to share about for these people that have this kind of as you said this block or uh, they, they think that they what they put out is not good enough or there are a lot of spelling mistakes i mean Listen, you you probably are opening, if you're listening to the show, maybe you're opening some of my emails, reading some of my social media posts. I always have someone commenting on a spelling mistake that I make, (laughs) but I'm not an English teacher. So that's the point I I want everyone to understand. I'm not an English teacher and English grammar is not what makes me money. Um, English grammar is important when you're writing like important sales pages. I agree with you. Um, in fact, I have someone that prefers all the pages or when yep. you are creating, the pages are perfect. But uh, for the content that you're putting out there, even if there are some mistakes, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, yep. the content with some mistake is better than no content at all. Exactly. <laughs> if, 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 that's a, if that's one of your blocks. And then the more you write and the better you become and also there is a tool, there are different tools that you can use to to help you with a yep. grammar check as well. So we can talk about at the end. Uh, so now uh, you started, you started conversation. So still around the emotional side of it. Yeah. And that's something that someone who's starting out can think, well, but I have an idea of my ideal clients, but how do I know or how do I start the process of understanding what emotions are they feeling? Uh, is there something that you do, Rosie, when you are writing for someone to un- help them make sure that you actually write about the right emotions and the right thing instead of just mm, maybe I think this is what they're feeling?
1: Well, first of all, just talk to your audience. That's the best thing that you can do. So if you have already clients, I always say to my own clients, well, get on the phone with those people. Um, just put out some post that says I need to talk to this kind of people and just actually talk to them and try to understand their frustration hmm. so that will help you because it's going to remove that sort of guess factor so then you don't need to say mm-hmm. oh maybe it's this maybe it's that just actually talk to them first of all the other thing that I do and this is actually something that yesterday my client told me is that I keep on asking but why so if somebody's feeling this way or if somebody has a certain problem Mm-hmm. Why is that and why are they feeling that way? So always question Whatever that challenge might be for your audience and try to understand really deeply, but why? Again, I'm gonna go back to that example uh-huh. of um, You know, I am a business owner. My business is not doing well. I want to improve so if you're selling um, business strategy services or whatever Always ask always ask your audience. Okay, but why are they worried about their business? Why do they want more? Why are they frustrated Mm. about this? So always ask, but why? And that's going to get you really to a level of understanding that is very different. Because then you're not just, again, guessing, but you're also looking really further into why they are feeling the way that they're
0: feeling. Yeah, this is so, so powerful. What you're saying is that, basically, don't be afraid to check in with your audience Ask them yeah. the questions because uh, from what i hear you saying it feels like that the audience uh, gives you the answers that you need yeah. to then uh, sit down and write write about it
1: <laughs> basically yes basically yes and it's, it's why also when i do copy for my clients the first thing in my process is actually to sit down with that person and spend an hour with them just chatting to them understanding the kind of language that they use mm-hmm. because that's also very important understand the language that they use, understand the way that they define their own problems and the way that they talk about the solution and understanding their emotion behind it. It's something so important and your audience definitely has all the answers when it comes to copy.
0: Let's talk about the language now, because yeah. um, that's also another problem that I see a lot of people that are having uh, or that are saying that they have, which is... Um, but what how should i write should i write in a formal way should i write in an informal way should i write as i talk should i write in in a more like it can be quite confusing because i remember like you know when I, when we were at school we we're told okay you do the essay and you have uh, the <laughs> formal essay you have the informal essay you have the day out with your parents or whatever it is right yeah uh, and so i think there is this uh, conflict in people what kind of writing style shall i use what's your recommendation on that
1: so again it goes back to the audience so i always say you can be as formal or informal as your audience is so if you are talking to an audience that feels very informal maybe they are you know people that are not in corporations or whatever um, you can be informal if that's the way that they are if they swear you swear if They use lang. you use lang. So really adapt to your audience again. So that goes back to it. But also I think that there is another element to it because of Mm -hmm. course you cannot just talk in the way that your audience talks because that, that would also not make a lot of sense, I guess. But what you want to do is also really to think, okay, what kind of voice do I have and how can I infuse that voice into my copy? So there is that sort of process that you can do of asking yourself, okay, what kind of personality do I have? So talk to your friends. That's something that I actually did in the beginning of my business. I was talking to my friends, and a lot of them were pointing out that I am a bit quirky, that I can be funny, I can say things with humor, I'm very nurturing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, that's pretty much me. And that's the kind of voice that I also want my audience to know. Yeah. So when I start writing for myself, for my own business, I always try and and focus on okay am I coming across as nurturing am I still showing that quirky side or am I adapting too much to the trends because sometimes it does happen you know maybe we see something and we think, oh, that's so cool, I'm gonna try it. It usually just fails. That's not the way that it works. So always just make sure to. Ask yourself, what part of my personality do I want to show my audience and how can I channel that inner voice into the writing voice? Mm, mm. It's an interesting process and it's something that will take time, but it's definitely something that you can do and it will change your copy drastically.
0: Yeah, cause, uh, so there is no more difference at that point from when they read about you or they read something that you wrote. And then when they meet you in person, yeah. then you are the same person, they are the same words, they are the same things that are coming out. So there is that level of consistency. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, one of the things that I do when I write is just, uh, just think I'm talking because I'm better yeah. at talking than writing. And that comes more natural to me. There are some other people that is the other way around. They would prefer to write first and then talk about it. But I come up better with uh, with uh, talking first and then writing second. Yeah. And so I'm basically thinking about I'm delivering a speech to my audience. So I'm talking one-to-one with one person. And then the words that are coming to me in that process... Uh, i'm writing them <laughs> so yeah. that's a, that's the way that i found it works really well for me and my audience and my personality then everyone uh, will have a different personality and different way yeah. to, to come across. Exactly. So, uh, now uh, I want to talk a bit more, if someone is a bit more advanced, let's say yeah. now we have, uh, for our listeners, that they've, okay, but they've been writing for a while and uh, their pages uh, are convertishing, but <laughs> not too, but they can, they can be improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are looking of something that is already working, and to make it better from a copywriter point of view, or someone I want to review one of my own pages, what would you suggest me to do in in that situation?
1: First of all, start with a copy editing process. So read out loud whatever you've been writing, and really let your brain do the works. As in, it's actually quite a funny thing, but your brain can spot a grammar mistake, or can spot if something is a little bit off, Without you really realizing why it's off. But your brain knows. So mm-hmm. if you read it out loud, your brain will have that sort of awareness of, wait, something here is not really working. Let's mm. see what we can do about it. So that's the first thing that you can do. Oh, read so cool. out loud. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. And it's actually, it works so well. And so the first thing that you can do is go ahead and take that copy, read it out loud. And try and see if something is off. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, just change it. The second thing that you can do is always ask yourself, can I say the same with less words? Because a lot of the times the problem that I see when it comes to um, sales pages, for example, is that people try to say something in a very complex way. Mm -hmm. So we end up using 100 words for something that could be said in probably just about... 60 or 50 words. Yeah, yeah. And and that's really off-putting for the reader because sometimes like we get so caught up in the confusion of words that it's like okay, what are you even trying to tell What's me? What's the
0: point? What's the
1: What's point? What's the point? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and 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 that's a, a very good way to just like change your copy and make it work better. The other thing that you can do is again just look at that emotion so just to make sure that it's very very strong from an emotional point of view. And then it's actually funny that you use this question, what's what's the point? This is actually a question that is key Mm -hmm. whenever we are writing. We always have to ask ourselves, what is my point? what kind of point am I trying to make with all of this? Because what you will realize is that something that we write often has about three, four, five points, all in one. Mm -hmm. And that's so confusing for your reader. So sometimes you really just have to take a moment and ask yourself, okay, what's the point of this? Because then if you can just define that one thing that you really want to communicate, Mm -hmm. that's when actually your copy goes to the next level.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we mentioned uh, now in terms of um, uh, when we were talking earlier in the, in the pre- preparing for this interview, the yeah. importance of having a core message. So how w- can we have a core message, and how can we use that to be our differentiation point? And I think that there is a there is a lot of talk now about you know have your unique selling point, you need to have your core message. It becomes like a kind of cliché but not many people know still how to find that bloody thing. (laughs) It's like, like, okay, yeah, I understand. I got to have a core message, but how can I find it? So when you work with your clients, what's the process that you use it to help them find their core message?
1: Well, it's a process that mostly makes my clients cry in, I will just say that.
0: No, I know. I know. I know. That's what happens in a lot of your sessions. It's like, yeah. I, I thought. I thought I was having a great time, but now I'm breaking. No,
1: exactly. That doesn't really work. Um, no, but it's actually because what I'm saying with that is that I'm not mean. I'm just so you're not beating them up. No, exactly. No. Okay. <laughs> what I do with a lot of love and nurturing is that I always just make them think about why are they really into whatever it is that they're doing and what is that they are trying to really communicate and change and a lot of that again goes back to that silent layer of language because the way that i see languages or cultures in general i guess is like an iceberg so the way that we use our words the way that we talk about things is that tip of the iceberg that we actually see but then the meaning behind every word and the meaning behind all the communication is usually the part underwater that we just do not really see at first. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my clients, okay, you can say, for example, that the message that you have is, you know, that, I don't know, somebody should do self-care and put themselves first. Mm-hmm. But is that really what you're trying to say? What what is, what is the meaning behind that? What is, again, like that sort of emotional layer to it? Yeah. And what are you really trying to communicate? So there is, again, that sort of, search like you know deep searching and some people find it very confronting because then actually they realize that it goes back to maybe something that they went through Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the case with a lot of coaches of course or maybe they realize that there is that one client that they helped that really changed the way that they were seeing the work Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of you know ask yourself really what is it you're trying to pass on and what is that you're really selling because i can say i am selling copywriting But that's not really true. The way that I see it is that I am selling the possibility to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And that's something much more powerful. Yeah. You know, so and when we talk about, yeah, there is a lot of talks of talk about the the messaging and whatever. But yeah, a lot of people struggle with it. And I think a lot of people still don't understand that because there is so much noise out there. Mm -hmm. The only way to stand out is actually to have. A Strong message a message that can help you connect emotionally on a deeper level with your audience because if somebody feels understood if somebody feels that There is that sort of empathy um, Level and that they can trust you that's actually when People will open Mm -hmm. up to you and Mm -hmm. they will buy from you so that can become your differentiator Because probably if you have like I don't know a marketing agencies there are so many of those out there Yeah, you know but if somebody can actually see, hey, this person is different because maybe they have a different um, value or a different message, something that I can relate to, that, that probably they're going to choose for that one particular person, even if there are thousands of other options out there.
0: Yeah, it becomes, uh, it, it, creates, it creates a stronger and deeper connection. Yeah. And and I was thinking uh, about that actually yesterday, because uh, I just finished to read uh, um, uh, I mean, listen, because I hate reading, but <laughs> listening, uh, Shoe Dog, which mm-hmm. is uh, the autobiography of Phil Knight, uh, uh, which is the founder, the co-founder of Nike. Yeah. And uh, then immediately after I started listening to a book of Seth Godin, uh, so I was uh, into this like marketing uh, business side uh, and I was traveling back from a client meeting and I was thinking about myself, but what's, uh, what is really GTEx about? Because... Uh, I've evolved, things have evolved. Uh, And I was really thinking about, but what is is really GTEx about? What does GTEx, what is GTEx and why? GTX mm-hmm. exists in the first place. And I think that got me back into this kind of, you know, like time travels where the time <laughs> stops. Uh, and you can see the, if you imagine this in a movie, the music in the background. Uh, <laughs> and, and I can see the light in front of me right now. <laughs> and what I've realized is that uh, GTX has been built uh, as uh, a, a place uh, to give uh, people meaning. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, When I was starting my business, I found meaning, my meaning, in the work that I was doing for others, in the work that Mm -hmm. I was doing with GTEx. And I found that a lot of people that we work with, the majority of the people that we work with, the work that they do is not just work. The work that they do is an extension of themselves. They actualize themselves through the work that they're doing. So what I was really... But I really realize is that actually GDEX is a platform that uh, is like the safe harbor for that helps those business owners that uh, have been through challenges, that have not been spoon-fed with a with silver spoon and uh, <laughs> that, that had it, had it right for, for a big part of their life, but they had to fight, they had yeah. to go through the struggle to build that and to change their current situations like yourself, like myself, and give them that space. And yeah. I think I realized that after what was I six years of running it, <laughs> and it was yesterday. So uh, this conversation comes exactly, exactly at the, the, right, at, the at right the right moment.
1: moment. <laughs> well, I think I think that's exactly what happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. So a lot of the people that come to me, they might be starting out. Some of them have been already in business for a while, and they feel that they are not sure about what their message is, and they go exactly through what you described and I think that to have that message is also somehow connected to your purpose as well Mm -hmm. and it's always connected to if you are aware of it now you can communicate it better Mm -hmm. and you know and it's something so powerful and it's something that I think you know it's great that you find it out after six years you know better late than never but I think it's something that people should become aware of as mm-hmm. soon as possible because sure. that's going really to make you stand out and it's going to probably even change the direction that your business goes at one
0: point. Sure, I, I completely agree with you and because uh, um, I, I think in the, in the in the scenario that I had in my scenario I had different purposes and I knew what Gtex like I had the why, but. Uh, I, i am be spending more and more and more time by myself and just thinking.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I think it just goes through different layers. And yeah. that's where it's like another layer went. And it's like, okay, so this is the reality. But we're not here to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm still quite fresh from the aha moment. So that's why I wanted to share. So, uh, Rosie, before we wrap up, and yeah. uh, thank you very much for the brilliant interview. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's time to lift the veil. It's time to mm-hmm. lift the veil. That's the part of the show where I ask uh, my guest uh, some, to share something like a tool or an app or maybe a book that they've read recently that is making a difference uh, right now in their life and their business and is worth sharing. So what's what's that for you?
1: Okay. So this is a very difficult question because I, I go through tons of stuff in my time. So it's like, okay, what what do I pick actually? But if it comes to business, I will say something that it might sound very common in a way. But for me, it was very, very important to have at one point this app that is called Evernote on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I always tell to my clients to go ahead and use it because it gives you an opportunity to actually always just write down all those little notes and all those ideas, and you can even just talk into it. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it, it just kind of records your speaking, and it, it just puts it into words. And it's so handy because, especially if you're trying to create content.
0: Oh, so it transcribes as well.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, so that's, that's so great. Cool. Yes, I it didn't is. know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, and it's so great. And you can even just have like recording notes, and it's just so handy because even if you have an idea, because I know that a lot of my clients struggle with that moment of oh I have this great idea but now I cannot write so what can I do and this is actually something that I was going through myself at one mm-hmm. point because I was constantly running from meeting to meeting and I was like oh, damn I don't have my notebook with me what do I do so Evernote really changed that because now I can just write something down jot down a title if I need to make notes everywhere I am just as I said just just speak to my phone like a crazy person and that works really really well. And on a personal level, instead, I will tell you about this book that I've been reading recently, and it's called The Worry Trick. And it's actually a very, very interesting mm-hmm. book. And it's something that, to be honest, it's a book that I bought for a friend of mine to give her as a present. Okay. And then I received it, of course, and I was like, ooh, actually, I'm reading it first. So <laughs> I'm, I'm that bad friend, you know. <laughs> so I was going through it, and it's a very interesting book because it's actually about... Anxiety and stress. And I think that, especially if you run a business, there will always be an overwhelming moment. Mm -hmm. There will always be a moment where you feel stressed, where you are anxious about something. Maybe sales are not coming in. Maybe you're frustrated because you cannot write, whatever that might be. And your brain is really, really great into tricking you into worrying and making that worse. And Mm -hmm. reading this book has been a little bit of an eye opener for me because I used to struggle with anxiety and probably till. Even like one year, one year and a half ago, there were moments when I couldn't go out of the house. Mm -hmm. And it took me so much energy to battle through that. And it was a long path and I did it and I'm happy. But, you know, to have such book, I thought, oh, wow, everybody should read this. Because there Mm -hmm. is always that moment when we feel anxious about something. And that's a great read.
0: So it's the worry trick.
1: Yeah, the worry trick.
0: The worry trick. Okay, we'll put the links in the show notes of uh, both Evernote, which is a tool that I use uh, daily. absolutely love it. Uh, And uh, also the worry trick. I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm going to read it too. It's uh, definitely fascinating. Yeah. So, thank you very much for sharing, Rosie. Now for everyone that uh, wants to get in touch with you, that uh, wants to work with you and say, I want a bit of what we call within GTEx, a bit of <laughs> Rosie magic in uh, <laughs> in my life. Well, where, they can they, where can they go?
1: They can actually just go to my Facebook and they can find me, Rosie Di That's where you will find me most of the time you can drop me a message and if you want you can actually book a consultation with me you can do it at bit.ly slash called and then i'm gonna share with you what the rosy magic is sounds like for some people maybe quite scary but it's actually quite cool <laughs> it's not and... dark
0: magic i no, can it's say not. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: bit... i think it's a bit of a
0: pink, pink. magic you got a bit maybe, of a pink yeah. magic there. there's
1: a lot of glitter happening <laughs> in glitter is a
0: glittery and <laughs> pinky <It's> not... <laughs>
1: But, yeah, so you can just go ahead and book a consultation with me and we can have a chat and see how I can help you.
0: All right, perfect. So all the links are going to be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Rosie, thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Definitely, it's been very powerful discussing different ways of copywriting and emotional copywriting. So thank you very much.
1: Thanks to you for having me. It was such a pleasure. I had tons of fun. Thanks a lot.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. And that's what we are like. We like to have fun. So if you want to have even more fun in your life, make sure that you subscribe to the show if you haven't done that yet, so you don't miss any other amazing episode. Connect with Rosie. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Bye for now.